Hey, welcome to Lycan Scripture for your soul's profit and learning. Today we are covering the introductory pages of the Book of Mormon. The scriptures are designed to persuade people to believe in Jesus Christ, the Lord, their Redeemer, and consistently act on that belief. This podcast promotes the practical application of scripture by looking at possible life integrations. Perhaps we choose to focus on the same verses or integrations as you, but more likely there will be differences. Either way, modeling this practice may give you additional perspective and or food for thought as you strive to liken scripture in your own life. As mentioned, this podcast covers the pages in the Book of Mormon prior to 1 Nephi. For those unfamiliar with the Book of Mormon, the book itself includes an introduction that describes the content. We'll include it here in case it is useful. The Book of Mormon is a volume of Holy Scripture comparable to the Bible. It is a record of God's dealings with ancient inhabitants of the Americas and contains the fullness of the everlasting gospel. The book was written by many ancient prophets by the spirit of prophecy and revelation. Their words, written on metal plates, were quoted and abridged onto gold plates by a prophet historian named Mormon. The record gives an account of two great civilizations. One came from Jerusalem, in around 600 BC, and afterwards separated into two nations known as the Nephites and the Lamanites. The other came much earlier, when the Lord confounded the tongues at the Tower of Babel. This group is known as the Jaredites. After thousands of years, all were destroyed except the Lamanites, and they are among the ancestors of the Native Americans. The crowning event recorded in the Book of Mormon is the personal ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ among the Nephites soon after his resurrection. It puts forth the doctrines of the gospel, outlines the plan of salvation, and tells men what they must do to gain peace in this life and eternal salvation in the life to come. After Mormon completed his writings, he delivered the account to his son Moroni who added a few words of his own and hit up the plates in the hill Cumorah. On September 21, 1823, the same Moroni, then a glorified resurrected being, appeared to the prophet Joseph Smith and instructed him relative to the ancient record and its destined translation into the English language. In due course, the plates were delivered to Joseph Smith, who translated them by the gift and power of God. The record is now published in many languages as a new and additional witness that Jesus Christ is the Son of the living God, and that all who will come unto him and obey the laws and ordinances of his gospel may be saved. In addition to Joseph Smith, the Lord provided for eleven others to see the gold plates for themselves and to be special witnesses of the truth and divinity of the Book of Mormon. Their written testimonies are included as the testimony of the three witnesses and the testimony of the eight witnesses. We invite all people everywhere to read the Book of Mormon, to ponder in their hearts the message it contains, and then to ask God, the Eternal Father, in the name of Christ, if the book is true. 
Those who pursue this course and ask in faith will gain a testimony of its truth and divinity by the power of the Holy Ghost. From the introduction, there is an obvious part that we can liken to ourselves. We invite all people everywhere to read the Book of Mormon, to ponder in their hearts the message it contains, and then to ask God, the Eternal Father, in the name of Christ, if the book is true. Those who pursue this course and ask in faith will gain a testimony of its truth and divinity by the power of the Holy Ghost. As I read through the Book of Mormon, not only should I be likening individual scriptures to myself, but I should liken this challenge. I should consider what is being said. I should see if it is any good. I should then ask in prayer for a confirmation that it is in fact true, that it isn't just story, that it is another testament of Jesus Christ. From the testimony of the Prophet Joseph Smith, I can liken to myself the fact that he is taught the same thing repeatedly, in his particular case, four times, with the second, third, and fourth times, each repeating what he learned before and adding a little extra, remembering that the Lord has said that he does teach line upon line and precept upon precept remembering that all the Older Testament prophets tend to teach something and repeat themselves. That's just the pattern, especially pronounced in Isaiah, where he says the same thing a number of different ways. In this particular instance, again, Moroni appears four times and repeats things every time. It seems that repetition is a part of the Lord's teaching process. And so we should encourage ourselves to accept that method of teaching. That would include a repetition and reading the same scripture, not just once in our lives, but repeatedly. I'm not suggesting that you need to read the same one verse of scripture over and over and over again, although that may apply from time to time. But I am suggesting that I need to read the Bible, the Book of Mormon, and any other scripture that may become available more than once in my life in order to make sure that I get the message. And that it's likely that until I get whatever message the Lord had already intended to send, that he will not give me new information until I've fully understood and probably applied the previous information. So in the testimony of Joseph Smith, it's repeated four times. Moroni visits him four times. Each time, Joseph indicates that he says the same thing again. He commenced and again related the very same things which he had done in his first visit, without the least variation, and then adds a little bit more. And the third time he comes, repeated over again to me the same thing as before, and added a caution. And the next time that he comes, which is now out in the fields, the fourth time, he then again related unto me all that he had related to me the previous night and commanded me to go and tell my father. So there was another instruction added at the end. A pattern that the Lord follows that I need to be aware of.
Now just a comment on the testimony of the various witnesses. Uh, The testimony of the three witnesses. An angel of God came down from heaven, and he brought and laid before our eyes, and we beheld and saw the plates and the engravings thereon. Previously they testify that we also know that they have been translated by the gift and power of God, for his voice hath declared it unto us. Wherefore we know of a surety that the work is true. So these three witnesses saw the plates, but the plates were not the central focus of their experience. The central focus of their experience was miraculous, with hearing the voice of the Lord and with seeing an angel who showed the plates unto them. In contrast, the testimony of the eight witnesses, Joseph Smith Jr., the translator of this work, has shown unto us the plates. So, No heavenly being involved here, no heavenly voice involved here. Of course, heavenly consent involved here, because Joseph Smith was only allowed to show the plates to people that the Lord told him he could, and that's how it was in this case. As many of the leaves, as the said Smith hath translated, we did handle with our hands, and we saw the engravings thereon. So they get to touch the plates. Their testimony is purely that the plates exist, that they appear of ancient work and of curious workmanship. They have the appearance of gold. We have seen and hefted and know of a surety that the said smith has got the plates of which we have spoken. So their testimony is a physical testimony and is additional to the more spiritual or miraculous testimony of the three witnesses. So there's a, a distinct difference between the two sets of witnesses as to their experience although both are centered around the plates. We sincerely hope this podcast will be of some benefit and enjoyment for you, but it is the application of Scripture currently relevant to you and the focus on Jesus Christ in your own life that are important. If you find value in this podcast, please share it with others. If you have comments, questions that are specifically scripture-related, or personal examples of how you've had success with likening scripture, we'd love to hear from you. We look forward to catching up with you again next time. Until then, may God bless you in your righteous endeavors.